Hey, Foreplay listeners, you can find us every Tuesday and Thursday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or YouTube. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. For us, golf is simple. It's a chance to get out and have some fun with our friends. But inevitably, little things have a way of ruining it. The group ahead is taking forever. You can't find the fairway with a map. And the Bev cart is nowhere to be found. And the best way to make a bad day better is Fireball Whiskey. You get their nips, the little shooters. They are great. Makes a bad day way, way, way better. Make sure to grab the new Fireball Birdie Shot Club. It's literally a golf club filled with Fireball nips. Put it in your bag. It'll fit right in that side pocket. Drink Fireball nips and have a great time on the golf course. Welcome back to the show, folks. Uh, we have maybe one of the funniest moments in the history of the show. It comes right at the end. Uh-huh. I mean, it had us in tears. I don't know if we could even finish the show. So stick around. <laughs> stick around. A little off the rails. You're going to like it. The High Noon El Prez Pack is here, featuring my top four High Noon Vodka Celtic flavors. These flavors include passion fruit, pineapple, pear, and all new flavor, tangerine all made with real vodka real juice this 12 pack is only here for a limited time so get it while you can just look for the pack with my face on it you can even scan the qr code in the pack and have me virtually join your party visit highnoonspirits.com to find the el prez pack nearest you let's talk some golf well that's not batshit it is 715 it's batshit crazy i think most people in the world are probably like at work or on their way to work right but they're used to it their brain is like they have like a mental clock on when to get to work, and seven fifteen ain't it for me, Chief. It's early, I'll admit that. But it's like you know, I mean, it's doable. It's not that early, it's not five a.m. No, the sun was up. Yeah, Frankie just came in. His laptop has street mud on it. You want to talk about street mud? Look, I got out of my fucking cab. Yeah, and my bag must have just been open, and my laptop, my work laptop. Oh, there's a little denny. My my work laptop just fell onto the street into like the garbage that hasn't been picked up in New York City yet. And I just stared at it. And the cab driver's like, you need to close the door. I was like, just give me a minute. Like, I need to pick this valuable piece of equipment up out of the fucking muck. Um, another thing that I dropped. So I'm getting the new iPhone. Like, I already pre-ordered it. Went to Verizon, did the whole thing. Like, got a, got everything that's going to come on the 26th in three days. Okay. Or if you're listening to this, in two days. Nice. Um, you're good, not usually good at that. And the you. guy's like, oh, you're going to get this. So I have an iPhone XS, which is like next, which is like not the 11. It's the highest one you can get. It's not the XS Pro, but it's the XS. I think I have that one too. Right. Whatever it is. The guy's like, we're going to give you $500 for it when you trade it in because it's like a very valuable phone still. So I said, that's great. So like we did all the math. Everything came out to all the thing I wanted it to be. Like, you know, Barcel gives us a certain amount for our phone bill and the whole thing. So everything's going to be great. And then last night, I went to yesterday. I went to a wedding, my cousin's wedding, great wedding, really small wedding at a brewery. So much fun. Never like went to a small wedding like that. I had the time of my life. Got really drunk. Got back to my apartment. We ordered some Five Guys. I was in the bathroom, like like I was like like talking to people outside as I'm like taking a piss or whatever. And I put my phone on like the sink, and it just fell off and shattered. <laughs> now I have to trade this thing in in two days. The guy's like the guy at Verizon said to me. If you don't drop this phone in the next two days, because it's pristine, that you will get five hundred dollars off your new phone, and I'm going to give you twenty eight dollars. And right I, now. I'll be surprised if they give you any dollars. I for that. dropped my phone; it shattered like it looks like Charlotte's Web on the back of my phone. Yes, mm-hmm. it does. The whole thing shattered. No, mine's been in that in that you know situation for months. So now I'm thinking: Do I like, do I get the back the back fixed? No, you know how expensive that is. What is it like a hundred bucks? Nope. 
Wow. I went in there. I, for the I, back? Did I not touch? It's not touch You did. I think you told me when the Oh, no, 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 Frankie. It's I went not touch in there. screen. I went in there, and I wait, I put my, I had to get in line An for the fucking, what are they called there? The Genius uh, Bar. Genius Bar. Yep. Bunch of geniuses running around they apparently are at the iPhone store. If you're a genius, you just go work at the iPhone store. That's the <laughs> yeah. deal. I go in there. I'm thinking, like, it'll be 100 bucks to fix my screen. My back's all banged up, but I don't really care because who cares about the back? You don't use it, right? Yeah. So I go in there. I have to. I get in line. I wait an hour. I go out. I get a couple slices of pizza. I go back in. Finally, sit down. One of the fucking geniuses walks over, sits down with me for like five minutes. He goes, "Okay, we'll fix your screen. It's gonna be two hundred eighty dollars." I go, "What?" He goes, "Yeah, two hundred eighty dollars." He goes, "Is the back broke too?" I go, "Yeah." He goes, "That's five hundred dollars." What? Five hundred total to get the back for the front. <laughs> so you wouldn't be coming out ahead at all. So I'm not. You'd be breaking my phone, sir. Genius. I'm sure it's just the back. Isn't that ridiculous? I'm not gonna get anything for this. Yeah, that's insane. Just you had two days. I couldn't. To not I drop can't tell you phone. how many times I walked around the apartment. I said, "Can you guys believe I dropped my phone?" And everyone's like, "We understand." I was like, "No, no, no!" Like I've I haven't dropped my phone <laughs> once in 363 days. Right? I had it for a year. Yeah. I just couldn't drop it in the, at 364th and 365th day, and I dropped it. It fell just right on the fucking tile. I. <laughs> how long did you stare at it after it fell? I stared at it. I heard it. I heard it. I looked at it. I was taking a piss. I then switched to sitting down on the toilet and just staring at it. <laughs> There's just some things that only happen to you. And Dude, this is one crazy. of them. This may be the number one example. I made my... Was it like a text that made it vibrate? No, it just fell. Just, it just fell. You were, you've been drinking all day. I drank all day. I didn't. Yeah. I put it like on the edge, like yeah. on the edge of the sink, and I thought I'd Because be I've done that there. move where I put it on the sink. It's been fine. I jump in the and shower or something, buzzes. and then like a couple texts, it starts moving. I'm looking at it. I like, go, oh, no, oh, no. And then gone. I made... Um, I made my girlfriend apologize to me for me breaking my, my phone. That's how mad I was. Yeah, you had to be just an absolute I was, mess. To I was a with. mess. I was like, because she wasn't like acknowledging it. I was like, do you understand how the gravity of what I just did? Yeah. I couldn't drop it for the next two days. I'm like, you need to apologize to me right now. <laughs> She's like, I'm sorry you dropped your phone. I said, thank you so much. I said, thank you. Now you can leave because I need a time. I need a little moment. Go outside, and I need, I need to stare at a blank wall right now. I need to turn on some like. Some like light breeze music on my iPhone app that makes me go to sleep and just stare at a wall. I didn't actually do that. Speaking of music, I uh, I saw I watched Rocket Man last night. Great movie, man! Phenomenal. Oh, Dave, oh. Dave Portnoy said he hated it. He said that's, it was the worst movie he's ever seen. That's just wrong. He's also like he doesn't like musicals. He doesn't like musicals and like he's not he doesn't get in touch with his emotions. I feel like Dude, it was a fantastic movie. Oh, perfect way to show Elton John's life. Oh my goodness! What now I gotta at? watch Rocket Man. I haven't seen it. The, the way they that also, I'm a huge Elton John fan oh, in general. Like my mom is a huge classic rock, like rock and roll fan. All those like hours and hours and hours that I would be in the back seat while we drive on like hockey trips, road trips, yes. early morning practices. She'd always be cranking like Elton John, Elton all John's the classic sick. rock stars. And so Elton John, just seeing like his life that way. He also, I mean, he was like the way that they show the movie was just he went through the classic cycle of like a rock star. Yeah. Where, yeah. You know, he's like kind of a, a little bit different weirdo, and then he becomes a mega rock star, and that actually like isolates him more, turns to drugs and all that. And then he came out on the other side. He's been sober for like 29 years. Yep. So, so kind of like going through all that, and like Frankie's saying, they did it in like a musical way. Oh, and I love his jams. It was yeah, fantastic. I know the hits. I don't know. I don't know like deep cuts of Elton John, but I know I know the hits. Well, I it's cool because like it. some it's of so like many hits you don't need to know the deep. It's hits. true. Some of like the the second tier hits and stuff that you kind of forget about. They go through and talk. He like they explain and I guess they don't explain. They just like showcase how they came to be and how important they were in his career. It was awesome. It was great. He's movie. playing at the Coliseum in November. This is his last tour, right? Yeah, his farewell tour. Yep. 
I gotta go see. I heard the tickets are astronomical. Whatever they are, they're worth it. Yeah. They're totally worth it. We're talking about our lives. I've got the uh, General Assembly going on at the UN uh, this week. I live right over there. Oh. Second year. If you, did I talk about this, this last Unga? year? Yeah, so they, the General Assembly at the UN, I live over there. So you got Secret Service everywhere? That's when the world leaders come to the building that is basically right next to my apartment building, <laughs> and it is a goddamn disaster over there. <laughs> there are 8 million cop cars, 8 million cops. I have to, and this is why I brought this up, I, you have to carry around a piece of mail where I live because you have to get past a barricade. So you have to be like, I live at this building. I forgot my piece of mail. So I am already anticipating... A knockdown, drag out fight with some police officer trying to get to my apartment tonight. Because you forgot mail. You forgot a piece of mail. Yeah, because I, I do. I live. You I forgot mail. Live so <laughs> I live so close. Come on. I like that. that I good. did like that. that I live good. so close to the UN that <clears throat> there's barricades all around my building. So you have to walk through a guard to be like, that, that, those are people going to the UN. I just want to go home. Go to some meeting. I just want to go home. So I already forgot my piece of mail for the first week. It's Monday. <laughs> so they're, they're all week. So tonight when I get home, I'm going to have to be like, I swear to God that I live here. It's tough to add something new to your routine. You know, That's you go right. like keys, wallet, phone, mail. Well, last year, I had, mail. last year I had forgotten. I, well, I didn't forget. I didn't know that this was a thing that was going to happen. So I just left my apartment building a year ago, Monday last year. And it was just like, I didn't know what happened. <laughs> Is it World War III? I really <laughs> thought something, something horribly wrong had happened. And then they're just like, I just like asked around. And they're like, no, this is just like, it's going to be like this for a full week. Wow. Just crazy amount of cops, black SUVs running around with world leaders in them. And I forgot my piece of mail. The only thing I remember is because I've never lived up in that area. But last year, maybe it was two years ago, is I went to like a, a, like a buzzed into like a Dunkin' or somewhere right around there. And, uh, and just in front of me were two like super tall guys with classic like Secret Service outfits on and the and the earpieces. Yep. Just nice. like right in front of me in line. I was like, what in the fuck is going on right now? Yeah. And then I walked outside, looked to my left, barriers, lights everywhere. I was like, went on Twitter. I was like, oh, yeah, you in General, General Assembly. Yep. I do find it funny that I'll be like sitting in my apartment in my underwear, like watching TV, <laughs> and like 400 feet away, the biggest decisions in the world are being made. I'm just sitting there just like... You know, itching my balls. And they're like, <laughs> tweeting like, about the bachelor. We should do, yeah, tweeting about the bachelor. And they're like, we got to do these sanctions. And I'm just like, ah, just like, let me get to my apartment. I got to remember my piece of mail. Yeah, I really got to, I got to remember my piece of mail. Maybe I got I should text Robbie Fox, who I live with, to bring me my piece of mail. But it's I'm like, not going to see it's him. It's like seeing Jonah Hill in, in 40 Year Virgin. You just hold, you just, I just want to go home. Like, I just, you, oh, like you just can't. You're you, making this more difficult than it needs I just, to be. I just, I want to go home so bad. But from their eyes, they're like, well, this shoes. is the spiel of a person. Who would try to get through these barricades? That exi- sounds a lot like right. a guy who's just oh, trying you to get go through. Oh, you want to go home? Yeah. Sure. Maybe I'll, I'll flag down one of the doormen that's working. I'll be like, you recognize me, right? That oh, guy's going to act like he's never seen you before. What? what? What was that? He'll what? Think, who? think it's a funny bit. Yeah. And I'll just leave in handcuffs. <laughs> you know what I didn't do this weekend? Uh, what? I didn't play golf this weekend. Yeah. yeah. First, first time in a long time. And it was a perfect weekend, too. Also. So nice out here. I just kept seeing. I went and visited my parents in, in, oh, I uh, saw that. in Boulder. Last minute decision. Nice little outdoors weekend. It was outdoors. My dad's a big outdoorsman, as yep. we've talked about. One of the great disappointments disappointments of his life is just how like I'm a I'm not handy at all. I know I can't do anything. Like my generation anything. just doesn't have that. And B, I'm just like I don't have like the outdoor bug. Yeah, my brother's got it. Loves it. Fly fishing and all that. So I went fly fishing with my dad. First of all, I was way better than I thought I would be. Maybe it's the eyes. Yeah, it could be. He no, that's the depth. No oh, joke. No joke. My dad legit said to me, "He goes, if you um, 
I wonder if uh, that'd be a big improvement on your skeet shooting, your whole eye thing. I was like, that. <laughs> he said that. I swear to God, he said <laughs> unsolicited. You just did it for that moment. That's the reason you got it. Now the pressure's on, though. We oh, go yeah. skeet shooting, and I stink. I've had this excuse for thirty-two years. Yeah. Now I go. We go skeet shooting, and then I stink. It's like, well, you just you suck. <laughs> You're bad you just this. suck at skeet shooting. Yeah. Uh, went fly fishing. A couple things. One, so I, you know, like. There's a couple of different kinds of, obviously, fishing. Like you should get the classic spinner rod, which is what most people do. You flick that thing out there, easiest thing in the world. Fly fishing, a whole different game. And I've done, like, we've done a couple trips before where it's, like, boys trips, like my dad, my brother, and I. So I've had to, like, learn how to fly fish, but it's probably been five or six years. So I got no clue what we're doing. Luckily, we had this guide, Steven. A couple things on fly fishing. One, my four, you know, you guys ever been fly fishing? No. no. So it's the one, you ever see a river runs through it? No. Nope. Brad Pitt? Nope. Nope. Spiritual movie. We're not giving you much there. No. The, the fish two. fly out of the water and you catch them with a net, right? No. That's, no, that's not really that's that's not a, how it works at all. That's a, Use a, bear, f- that's a bear at a, <laughs> waiting at the end Dude, of the river. Dude, I've seen videos where these fish like, river. fly over and these people are just like, maybe it's just like this one video. Before you go on, <laughs> before you go on what do you think fly fishing is? Can you? What do you think it is? I thought it was, <laughs> to be honest, bro, I thought it was As like he nervously fish. looks around the room. <laughs> to be honest, bro, I thought it was these fish that, like, jump out of the water and, like, you just ride down the thing and you, and you catch them. <laughs> that, is, that is one of the most, like, I'm a Long Island, like, <laughs> fucking city slick you've never been. That's uh, You make me look like Bear Grylls out here. <laughs> I mean, I know nothing. I, fly fishing, you, you fish with a fly rod. It's just a different kind of rod. That's oh. it. Okay. So instead of like flicking that thing out there and you reel it in like a spinner, that's the one where you kind of like the it's you got like the the line has typically it's like more color to it. You kind of fling it out there. You do it's a lot more artistry they call it because okay. you're I was you know, off. Even like you, if you get real fancy, you got like your left hands kind of pulling some of the line out as you're flicking it out there. And you are you're standing in the water always. Usually you're wading into the yeah. water. Yeah, like a lot of times you're standing right in the middle of the stream. We had like wet waders on. Where we're basically you're just like in the water. You don't even have waders on that are keeping you warm because yep. it's too hot out. We're just in like in you're legit just standing in the middle of the stream, and it's a lot more artistry. There's a lot of like skill to the way that you cast. You do like roll casting. You like flick the thing around, and there's some beauty to it because you're like flicking it instead of just Typical, again, spinner rod, blah, blah, blah. Well, I got to say, my forehand cast is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Phenomenal. Backhand cast, one of the most pathetic things you've ever seen. Yeah. Like, a little bitch slap? Oh, my God. I couldn't get the thing, like, out of the water. I had the guy, like, like... You got to do the uh, Wingardium Leviosa. You is that your the wrist. Harry Potter? You flick the, 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 the wrist. Problem is, you got to get your arm way higher. And the other thing is the guide. So I had, like, a guide with me, you know? And the guide brings his own, like, flies, which are obviously, like, the little, like, lures that you put at the end. Um, he brings his own flies. And he kind of he kind of says a couple times at the beginning, like, let's try not to lose too many flies. He's come out of my pocket, you know? I must have lost, like, 15 yeah. flies. And every I'm getting them stuck on fucking weeds, you know, like a rock. I just yank it. He always says, too, uh, whenever, like, it would get a little tangled up, he'd be like, whatever, dude, if it gets a little tangled, don't wiggle. It always makes it worse. And it's just like. You can't reprogram your brain not to wiggle something when it like yeah. a line gets That's a little oh immediately it gets like the the hook would get stuck at like the end of my rod get tangled I just give it a little like a little wiggle right be like oh fuck and, and then it like, hit you should see the disappointment in this guy's face damn just he knew he had like ten minutes of trying to untangle my shit in front of him it was that but I caught nine fish wow That's a how many did your dad number. catch he probably caught around there okay. he also does a thing where he he fished like really hardcore for the first hour and a half didn't see him and then he kind of wanders over and like wants to make sure i'm having a good time and if i if i catch a fish it's like um 
it's like in in hockey, it, like a hockey practice. If so, like the coach brings a little kid out and they just like let him go down and score, yeah. and then everybody's like, "Wow, way to go!" <laughs> That's like I catch one fish. My dad's like, "Yeah, yeah. Sam, that was amazing!" <laughs> like, thanks, Dad. Like, yeah, like, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Like, come on. The guy literally handed me the rod and just said, "Like, throw it that way, and it, something will eat it." Uh, oh, so, my, but my, caught, version, my version of fly fishing is a lot easier. Yeah, where they jump. Oh, the way boat. easier. They jump into the boat. There's one video. Someone's got to send it to me when they listen to this. There's one video where this guy is going down this like little speedboat, and he's going down a river, and all these fish are jumping over the boat and onto the boat, and they're like, "Holy fuck!" Like this is like the easiest thing. Like they're like, "Holy shit!" Hmm. There's like a version in which like they like catch them with nets and shit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, I like, mean, jump out of the water. I thought that was called fly fishing. No, sounds so much fun. You get hit in the face with them. That sounds crazy, but that's not what fly fishing is. It's, it's incredibly different. A lot more artistry to it. All right. Um. I just want to comment on Lurch in Scotland. Obviously, I think a lot of people were following that and his updates. I mean, his buddy, I've never heard. His buddy went like 0-8 against him. I saw 10-0 for Lurch. 10-0? That's what I saw. How do you lose 10 matches in a row to somebody? (laughs) He's just not a good golfer. Yeah. You just suck and your handicap's way off. Yeah, way off. has to be way off. Yeah. No offense. I don't even know his buddy. I don't even know his name. But you can't. I've never seen... Every t- you can't let someone like Lurch every time he updates on social media he's just destroying you and golf. It'd be like Lurch would be on like the sixth hole. He's like, oh, Lurch four up through six every round they played. What's wrong with that guy? It's crazy to me. Yeah, you gotta you gotta fix that somehow. You gotta fix the handicap. You gotta figure it out. I don't think he even had a good the handicap match. system is made so that that doesn't happen. Right. Right. If you, even if you win seven or something out of like ten, like that's yeah. pretty much an ass kicking. You win seven to three, eight to two, something. Like that. Ten in a row, like that just can't happen. Lurch could be playing some phenomenal golf, but I mean, he was texting me like I think he's playing pretty well, but like he, it's not like he's out there shooting sixty five every time. So stunning, that's a stunning his, number. His buddy's got to figure it out. And then I saw he got um, he hung out with my boys at Leaven Thistle, which is um, great club on the water up there. Colin, Dave, those guys, they were getting shit faced at the um, the Scottish clubhouse. They do it a lot differently over there. Like all of our golf clubs are obviously. A little like ritzier, and you got to pay initi- like these big initiation fees. I'll be honest, leaving thistle sounds very ritzy to me. Leaving thistle, leaving thistle. No, it's like blue collar. You'd be really? Stunned. Wow. You'd be, like the caddies, a bunch of guys who caddy at St. Andrews are members at leaving thistle. That name, I just can't get over that name. Really, leaving thistle. That sounds blue collar to me. All the courses over there just because fe- I leaving thistle, leaving thistle. When have you ever heard the name thistle and thought like, oh, I could, I could like, you see like coal. It's and, also like, I. You see, like guys I, I feel walking like we've around. We've talked about maybe in the past where it's like a lot of the a lot of the clubs over there are like blue collar, and America is a lot different in terms of like you got to pay a billion dollars. I to see play those. Somewhere. You know, like you know, in that movie, the greatest game ever played. Yeah, I you know the 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 all the rich guys that come and knock down his house, like and they're wearing like the top hats, and they're all like the Sc- old Scottish dudes. That's who I see that belongs to leaving Thistle. <laughs> but I guess I'm wrong. Yeah, you're wrong. Okay, um, but I get. Yeah, I mean, I, you're right. That name, fine. It's a little different. But anyways, over there, things are a lot different. The it's like the every the common man kind of club. They have some that are super ritzy and waspy and it's crazy expensive and all that. This is not one of them. So it was nice to see Lurch over there having some drinks with my boys. We're actually in here early because we have a massive day today. Trent, Daddy, and I are going to play in the New Amsterdam vodka golf outing. Very exciting. It's incredibly exciting. Frankie can't come. No, nope. which is also sad. As excited as we are, you're sad. I don't blame you. You guys are playing a top-tier golf course with a top-tier company at an unreal event, and I'm just going to miss it. It's tough, but, I mean. Glen Oaks, where we're playing New Amsterdam Vodka, that's where we're going to be drinking. 
There's official vodka of Barstool Sports. If you didn't know that, official vodka of Barstool Sports. Spit and Chicklets, guys. Pink Whitney. Yes, I have my issues with Whitney. Yes, we have our match coming up relatively soon. Uh, but, yes, they also created just a delicious, delicious drink. We were drinking it up at Cabot. Brought a couple bottles up there. Yeah. Pink Whitney. We're mixing it with a little water. You throw a little ice and then a little bit of water. It basically just turns into pink lemonade. Yep. It's so good. I would imagine we'll be drinking some of those today. I think the Pink Whitney's will be drank today. And I I'm going agree. to enjoy every single second of it. Agreed. You got to keep the game changer, the Pink Whitney game changer, on deck for your tailgates, your pregames, your watch parties. If you can't find a bottle of Pink Whitney yet, just head over to your local liquor store, ask them directly to get some bottles in stock or in participating markets. Check Drizzly for home delivery. That's Drizzly, D-R-I-Z-L-Y. Drizzly, go check them out. They deliver uh, alcohol, especially New Amsterdam vodka, right to you. I get tweets from people in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, who are they're, they got Pink Whitney displays all over the place. All over the place. So it's, it's nationwide. It's, it's man. nationwide. It's yeah. crazy. It's pretty cool. My dad got like ten boxes of it. Just loves it. I think he. he I think he named it the official drink of Borelli's restaurant, Pink Whitney. Wow. I, I saw him with the martini glasses. Is that what they were? Yeah. And he was excited about it. Yeah. That's exciting. Brought to you by New Amsterdam Vodka. They are the official vodka of Barcelona Sports. Go get yourself some. You are going to love it. Headlines. We can rip through these. Sebastian Munoz wins the uh, Sanderson Farms first PGA Tour playoff in nearly a year, which stunned me. I remember, I don't know, the beginning of one of the years, uh, maybe 2017, 2018, there were like five in a row. Five playoffs in a row. That's like every other week they go to a playoff. Yeah, it does seem that way. So, so the to, playoff ended a peculiar streak of 38 consecutive PGA Tour events that were decided in regulation. Dating Charles Howell III winning at a playoff in Sea Island at the end of last year. That was like, to me, that was the most shocking stat. That'd be, I mean, have you ever heard of a hockey game, like a hockey team going 38 straight games without going to overtime? No, it's a, it's and the leaderboards are always so bunched, so bunched. It's just it's bound to happen at least a couple times, if not in a row, at least a couple times over the course of a few weeks. But thirty-eight in a row—that's stunning. Stop, stop doing that with your thumb. Okay, what's he doing? Right. It's making a noise into the mic. You're smacking that thing. All right, you know. I didn't know. I thought maybe he'd stop for like after two seconds, but I know. I someone. started like I started liking it. You were. It's like he was rubbing this like rubber band thing around just, the mic. I started. I started. Boy, to was that loud. Enjoy the feeling of it. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm glad I put. I didn't mean to. I'm glad I put an end to that horrific noise you were making. I can't tell you how badly I want to do it right now. <laughs> I don't even know what noise. Do it. I don't even remember what I was doing. This thing here. Yeah. Can you hear that? Oh yeah. All right. I'm sorry. It's so annoying. Can I hear that, Jake? I got to picking at it. Are how you long were you doing that? Uh, pretty significant seconds? amount. Of time. No. Like, come on. I mean, five seconds of that is more than enough. Okay. I was picking at you know. Five shots. Oh, you meant you've been doing it the whole show? No, no, no. I just started. God. I just started. I started picking at it. You picking at a scab? <laughs> yeah, I pick at scabs. You know what I did? I fucking dropped my phone, man. Just two days. <laughs> two days I just had to go. Two days. I would have boxed, I would have boxed it up. You know what I told the guy too? I said, Can I just give you my phone right now? You just give me like a loner? You're like I like give me something just to let me go for two days. The guy's like, I can't do that. It's not our responsibility. Just don't drop it. I said, I won't. I smacked it you on know, the You know, you are just coming off a show about how like anti-case you are. I know. Steve Jobs didn't die to have his beautiful <laughs> logo covered by leather. Yeah, and, I sort of still agree with that. Even, yeah. if you, even if you lose money on it, it's like... The new iPhone has like a matte bla- uh, back, I think. It doesn't have a glass back. Is that right? I could be wrong. I, I mean, I'm, I'm a guy who doesn't use a case either, have, and, but I have tried to put one on. You put it in your pocket, it feels like it's... You try and a, take it out. It's, it's like, crazy. It's rubbing against your jeans. It gets or your stuck. Pants. This, it's I agree. This is the pure product that that Steve Jobs wanted right here. Yeah, right? Right. that he built. It's he clean. created. It's so clean. And then, as we say that, like we all have shattered screens. Not me, but 
probably bound to happen because I do. I put it in the bathroom <clears> too when I'm taking a shower or something like that. It's gonna fall. Yeah, what are you gonna leave it in your room? No, you can't go that far away. You can't be that far away from your phone. What? No way. You, I, you just can't get over it. I, I can't get over it. Andrew's like flaunting his fucking hard case. He's throwing his phone on the floor. I hope that thing breaks. So is Jake. Yeah. I mean, Andrew sent me a side message. I'm just reading. He's just chir- he's chirping you like to me quietly. Saying what? This is why Frankie can't be anti-case. A $10 case saves him $500. He just sent that to me. It's like an that. infuriating message. to the group, you coward. <laughs> he, also sent me, he also sent me a uh, video of the, of the fish just jumping into the boat. Look, this is what I thought fly fishing was. <laughs> Look, there's a million fish just jumping up in the air. Yeah, and they're and just they're, riding through in a boat. Yeah. No, that's fly fishing. Now, wouldn't that technically be fly fishing? <laughs> no. Why? Because There's I think fish that's flying a, through the air. That's literally they put like an electrical charge, I think, into the water or something crazy like that to like make. The I don't fish, care what the they do out, and then they just ride around in a boat and they jump into the boat. There's no artistry to that. No, but like that you is the word the fly. Of fly yeah, but I don't well, care. There is like at the end of the day, I just didn't know what it was. So to, to me, to someone that didn't know what fly fishing was, and they've seen a video of fish flying into boats, yeah, I thought maybe that that was fly fishing. I get it, but you don't have to keep justifying why you thought you were like so wrong. But this could be telling you that. What I'm saying is, this could be the name of it. Like even very right right now, these people may call it fly fishing. <laughs> I don't. I just don't th- like. There's fly fishing is just something different. So this needs a name because the video is called "Thousands of Big Fish Jumping into a Boat." We need a name for this. There's like fly fishing, soar fishing. They're soaring through the air. Danny Willett still playing golf, which is amazing. He went. I think he. They said he fell outside of the four, top 400 in the world uh, in the time since he won the Masters. Famous masters where Spieth collapsed. Daniel Willett won that one. His brother was tweeting up a storm. All that stuff seems like forever ago. Wins on the European Tour, the BMW PGA. Uh, first time he's won on home soil. The European Tour uh, event Danny on home Willett. soil. How old do you think Danny Willett is? I just looked it up. 32. It's pretty fucking <laughs> close. <laughs> All right. For being honest, I thought was he was 33. Gonna, he's 31, but I thought you were going to go older. He seems like an older guy to me. Really? Danny Will, I, I thought he just disappeared for like five years. We really, like, we really stunned you with those. I know. I was ready. I was ready to be like, actually, uh, but you really, you There's were no one worse year feeling than that when you're like, how much do you think this costs? Like, I did imagine, the same thing with Harry Woodland. How much does this has this guy make? And you're like, oh, like whatever, like two million dollars. I don't like, do it. Holy fuck! I thought yeah, you were gonna I, guess like eighty grand. Yeah, I just do it based on like when he okay when he won the Masters, he was he had to have been in like his late twenties. That was what. Four years ago? So you were correct about that as well. <laughs> How old did you think when he won the Masters? He was like still pretty new on the scene. I, I would have said I was hoping he was like 30 when he won the Masters. Should be like 30, what, 34, 35? Yeah, now. I was thinking 35 would have been a, I was going to be like, no, you're wrong. But, you know, Danny Wilt, still alive, still winning tournaments. Good for him. Haven't heard that name in a long no. time. Long time. No. Yeah, it's weird. Somebody wins the Masters and they just like fall off after that. You know, here I feel like um, Reed kind of did that for like a year, year because he he wins the Masters. Then he has like, was it the he wins the Masters and he has like a year and a half and then the Ryder Cup when he struggled. Is yeah, that right. Yeah. So it's like it kind of did that to him. I feel like Danny Willett obviously fell off the end of the earth. Uh, Sergio, I feel like he kind of won the Masters and then which. I think that was a little bit more understandable because he was so much older, and that was like his big hurdle. Mm-hmm. Wins the Masters, will be, I wouldn't be surprised if Sergio ever even played golf again. Uh, so it's it's interesting to see that kind of do do that to people. But Danny Willett winning on the European Tour, good for him. Uh, Andrew threw in a little blurb here that I didn't see, but apparently John Rahm, who barely lost, 
said that he's he's apparently turning over a little bit of a new leaf. And instead of like strangling everyone around him after the end of the round, uh, he said that he can't be too upset because today he's playing the old course with his dad for the first time. Oh wow, that seems like a guy just got out of like therapy. Correct. That's what I thought too. Remember when he had the bombs? He I am in control of my emotions. <laughs> I am happy now. That's I, a guy. I mean, that's just a guy who's going to snap down the road. Yes. He's John. You, a guy like it's you. all fine and it's all fine and well because I'm playing with Papa at the old course. <laughs> papa, I'm playing Mama, with Papa, papa. at the old course, so I'm fine. I am con- I am in control of my emotions. You cannot affect me. What? Yeah, no, John Rom. You don't change a guy like John Rom. You just have that attitude. There's no way he is in control of his emotions. What's that Seinfeld? What do they say in Seinfeld? Uh, Serenity, Serenity now. now. That's what's going on here. Really now, really now. And that just, it ends up driving you crazy, Uh-oh. and you end up snapping on people. John Rahm, he just needs to embrace who he is. He's a psychotic, hothead lunatic who's super, super good at golf, and that's just what it is. Uh, the reason that he's actually playing uh, the old course is because the Alfred Dunhill Links Championship is this week over in Scotland. I talk about it every year, but it's very cool if you can catch any of the coverage on TV. They play the old course. They play Kings Barnes, which is like the new – Basically, like the Pebble Beach of Scotland, it's awesome. It's, I think, only built in like the last 20 years or so. They had the Women's British Open there a couple of years ago. I think they said like 80 or 90% of the play there is American uh, because they charge a lot more. And, you know, if you're local Scott, you're probably not crazy about like the new modern course. I think it was built by like an American developer. I've played Kings Barnes. It's fucking phenomenal. Um, so they'll be there. And then I think uh, Carnoustie is the other one, the third one in the rotation. So if you can catch any of that coverage, uh, check it out. The Dunhill links. That's why he's at the old course. Uh, Rory, some good stuff from Rory. Uh, he barely made the cut on the number this week and then backdoor to top 10, which is classic Rory. I don't feel like oh, nobody yeah. backdoors top 10s more than Rory McIlroy. Uh, finished tied for ninth over at uh, on the European Tour. Said he's battling alignment issues hard. Now, I just threw that in because to think that somebody like Rory McIlroy, who's, and we've talked about his swing a million times, his ball striking, what it looks like, what it feels like watching him, how majestic it is, to think that someone like him could just be battling alignment issues out there after winning the FedEx Cup, after having the year he had, winning the Players' Championship, like as dominant as he is striking the golf ball, to think that something as simple as an alignment issue is fucking his world up, it's crazy. He said, I hit balls for two hours yesterday after I played. This was right. I think this was Friday night after he barely made the cut. I hit balls for two hours yesterday after I played. Then again for 90 minutes before I played today. But it's hard when your alignment is off. I can trust it on the range, but on the course is a different story. I hit a few loose ones, but it was better. So again, just thinking about the fact that someone like Roy McElroy, something so simple as alignment. Like, imagine how many little issues we have. I don't ever think of alignment. Never once. I just like, I mean, somewhat. Like, I'm like, where's the hole? I think that's like, it. Where's the green? That's a good start. Like, but how, like, minis- how, like, how much, how, how, um, like, dialed in is he for, like, or is a pro golfer for alignment? Like, are well, they- I think their point is, like, I think when they talk about it, it's that where they're actually aligned and where they, in their mind, think they're aligned are different. That's when, like, your alignment's off, right? Gotcha. So, like, there would be, there'd be times where, like, you could line up to the ball, Frankie, and I would take a picture of you, and then you back off. You'd be like, holy fuck, because you think you're aligned right at the green, but you're not. Um, yeah, it's stunning that Rory, that happens to Rory McIlroy. It's shocking. I mean, it's absolutely shocking. Uh, he also was chirping the Solheim Cup, the pace of play. He said, I watched. I don't want to single out particular people, but I watched a lot of the Solheim Cup. Uh, at the weekend, which is such a Euro thing to say, I watched a lot at of the, the Sol- weekend. <laughs> I watched a lot of the Solheim Cup at the weekend. 
Okay. Oh, that just hits my ear like somebody just punched me in the head. At the weekend. <laughs> Unless that's like a typo. But I watched a lot of the Solheim Cup at the weekend. <laughs> Is that what they fucking say? That's no. a typo. That can't be what they say. I mean, I, I don't I'm spend a lot sure of time. I just copy pasted it. I don't spend a lot of time around European people, but at the weekend. And he doesn't like the term golfing. No coat today. No coat today. Yeah, come on. He doesn't like when we say we're going golfing, but he likes to say at the weekend. I mean, according to this, this is golf. I'm sorry, this is golfchannel.com. Golfing channel says it should be called golfing channel. The quote says, "I watched, and I don't want to single out particular people, but I watched a lot of the Solheim Cup at the weekend, and it was really slow." Wow. Hmm. I don't like it. Nope. Imagine if he had started singling people out. Like, uh, of women's golf, the just song. roasting the, the just, women. That would have been quite a scene. He's like, that one, her, 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 you guys are playing too slow. Is it known that like women's golf is slower than men's golf? I don't think so, right? They're I don't think that slow? that's like a stigma around women's golf. I think, uh, yeah, I, don't, I think just everybody's always, slow. I think everyone's just all fed up with speed and golf. It's like a real hot topic. Oh, big time. You know, people just want to say it's like buzzwords. Slow, yeah. slow pace, pace, pace of play. Like if there was a pick it up. Like if there was a golf debate on TV that they broadcast, the big issue would be pace of play. <laughs> yeah, pace of play. They'd be all Grow be up. 20, 20 professional golfers on stage and they'd all be like, We gotta do something about this pace Grow of play. Grow up. Thing. That's who gives a shit. That's not the solution. I know. I'm just saying. I've heard too much about pace of play. Clearly it's like just figure it out. And until you figure it out, I don't want to hear about it. I don't know if that's a solution. Me. Oh. Some other people can figure it out. I wonder how that GPS thing went this weekend. I didn't I didn't see. Remember that? I haven't really? seen either. Yeah. See? That would that's at least a start. But yeah, but that's like based on shame, which we like. That's different. I love that. People hate being shamed. They don't like it. It's a real motivator. They don't like shamed. being publicly shamed especially. No. Clearly not. That'll that'll change behavior. If they wanted to hit it hard, they would have like shamed them at the golf like like if we haven't heard about it if there hasn't or if there hasn't been any like headline stories coming out of it they're not yeah. doing it the right way do like do it on the 18th green Just hand them like put a, up put up billboard put, put up a billboard like you were slow like, or like yeah, a big red slow big, big red fucking sign on top of like the 18th green like slow slow it does seem like if flashing slow sign yes it does seem like if we nothing gets done at this point after all of the media coverage that it's gotten it's like all right well then we're just going to play slow, and everybody's going to bitch about it, but we're not going to do anything about it. I think that's pretty much been everybody's argument, even from the PGA Tour. They've yeah. been like, well, we're going to bitch about it, but like nothing's going to happen. So nothing. Yeah. If nothing. the 2020 majors don't have anything in effect to it they by then. Oh, they won't. Yeah, they're not. No way. And it's also a good point of it is like it doesn't really affect anyone outside of the guys playing in the group. That's the what I've part. always said. It like if you're just watching on TV, they just cut to a different person. Right. It doesn't really matter that much. And we want some of those slow moments because they're like dramatic. Right. I agree with that. I just go up. I, I'll go out and get an iced tea. I'll go to the bathroom. I come back, and there's more golf going on. I don't need to. I don't need to care about the guy who just took like a minute and a half, like reading a putt, because I'm not going to see it. No, I'll just scroll through Twitter for a second. Exactly, not a big deal. <laughs> it's not a big deal at no, all. Couldn't be less. I, I'm, I'm actually, drop my I need phone. A little extra time. Craft my tweet for sure. Yeah, imagine I'm trying to work over here. Slow down. Give me a chance. Give me a chance. I felt that way watching the Emmys last night. I was like trying to do tweets, and things were already happening. It's just like you got to really be on your. You game. need to you need to infect the Emmys with slow play. Yeah, I need I need people to give longer speeches. Imagine nobody really got played off the stage last night. Really? Not really. No. Billy Porter went pretty long. and They didn't even play him off. I didn't watch the Emmys. I went to sleep early because I was so upset about my phone. I really was. <laughs> that happened yesterday. Surprised you could fall asleep. You're all wired up like that. I know. The Emmys Sunday scaries. Like yeah. you Read about the Emmys aren't that good. 
No, I've never but, watched. You know what the thing is? Is they're care. doing this thing where all the award shows there's no host, and then all they do is talk about how there's no host. Oh, that's stupid. Like that jokes are like, oh, there's no host. There's a lot of there's so a whole buffet of bits on people. So instead of the present. shitty host jokes, it's all shitty jokes about there being no host. Correct. Dumb. Yeah. Why is there no host? Like every time every time somebody gets picked to be a host, they dig through their tweets and it turns out they're a homophobe. (laughs) Did that that start with Kevin Hart? Yeah, not start, but but it's like it's not worth it to people. They like if they pick somebody and you're like, yeah, I'm going to host the Emmys or like one of these award shows, which is a big deal, and then people are like, nope. Ten years ago, you said this, and it's like that's just why. There's got to be people out there that like would want to still do it, but maybe not famous enough to host a show. Right. Yeah, because the host, like, as soon as the choice is made, you get they get scrutinized. And not yeah, just the host, like, but even the event. How does that happen? Right? Like, like, how does it only happen got... when you become a host? Like, these guys are, these people are celebrities. So at some point, they're in the public eye. So how come they don't point it out when they're, like, how come Kevin Hart's tweets didn't get pointed out when he was in a thousand movies and stand-up specials? It's a good question. And the only time he, like, went to go host, like, the Oscars, they're like, oh, you said something once. Yeah. It's a good question. <laughs> what does that make? It, is, that make it is strange. It so like, if Jimmy way. Fallon went to go do the, uh, like, the Emmys, they'd be like, oh, no, 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 you tweeted something 10 years ago. It's like, this guy's on late night TV every single night. Why didn't you yeah, say but I think it yesterday? motivates people to, like, research. You don't think people are, re- I, I mean, yeah, I guess so. It's I don't think people are just sitting around researching all of, like, Jimmy Fallon's tweets right now, though. Wow. It's a good question. I mean, I would guess at this point they have late night TV every single night. Jimmy Fallon's a pretty clean cut guy. Yeah. He gets drunk a lot. Yeah, he does. That's the rumor. Cuts his hand open. (laughs) Yeah. Shit like that. I don't know. Ladies and gentlemen, we've all been there before. We have all had a round where we think we're going to shoot the round of our life. We're right there. We're knocking at the doorstep and things just fall apart. I had two of them myself at Cabot twice. I thought I was going to break 80. Shot 81 both times. Just a collapse. One time I tripled 16 just from the middle of the fairway. You don't have to tell me about melting down at the end of a round. Oh, do you know anything? I know a little bit about it. You know, what? I shot this, you know, mythical and iconic round at Aaron Hills once, and I just, you know, went 8-9 on 17 and 18, and it just, you know, didn't break 100. Shot 102. Same score as you. You know, the point is that we're all looking for a little more. We're all looking to get a little better. There's always improvements to be made. we got to tell you about Curated. Curated.com. They allow you to shop with a verified and completely unbiased golf expert whose only job is to make sure you buy the right set of clubs for you. This is famously the guy who texted Frankie, and Frankie thought it was like, I don't know, a A, ghost? A bot. A bot texting him? Yeah. No, no. It was a person from Curated.com. They price match. They offer free shipping and returns. Something else nobody else offers. When you shop with an expert, you get a 14-day playability guarantee. That's right. When you shop with an expert at Curated, play with the clubs for up to 14 days. If you don't love them, return them. There will be no questions asked. Shopping with an expert, it's incredibly simple. It helps. We, I mean, we've been through there through the ringer in terms of clubs that are fitted for you that are um, specified for you and clubs that aren't and it is a laughable difference from the shafts to the different lie angles to the putters we've all pretty much switched putters in the last like six months from where we were last fall uh, because of this so you go to curated.com slash foreplay take a quick three-minute quiz about your golf experience and goals you're going to chat with an expert boom they're going to help you find the the perfect clubs when you find the right option you can buy directly on curated.com Limited time, you guys, our listeners, you're going to get $50 off of orders over $250. You go to curated.com slash foreplay, enter coupon code foreplay at checkout. That's curated.com slash foreplay, code foreplay. You're going to get $50 off orders of $250 or more. Nelly Corda uh, wins her first, I think it was her first European tour, ladies tour event. She won by eight. 
Wow. One by eight. I was looking. She was uh, the high, I think I think she's like 15th in the world or something like that. She was the highest ranked player in the field. So it wasn't like all the LPGA tour uh, ladies were going and playing this. I kind of love this move. We've actually talked about this before about like some of the biggest stars in golf on the PGA tour and stuff should occasionally pick a uh, pick like a European tour event with like a weak field and just go over there and just fucking dust everybody. And that's exactly what she did. <laughs> she legit Solheim Cup. She hung around. She's like, no, I'm going to play in this. What was it like the French Open or something like that? It was Lacoste like, Ladies French Open. The Lacoste Ladies French Open. And she went and just destroyed everybody at one by eight. Kind of like a big swinging dick move to just yeah. Like, yeah, no, I'm going to. I, this American, like, badass lady golfer, I'm going to just stick around your guys' little continent here and I'm going to go trounce. Uh, the European. Oh, I tour like that a lot, and just showcase how much better we are in the real tour. I think that's smart. A win's a win. You, you kind of you, you know, your brain sort of gets the feeling of winning. Totally. You beat. You still beat. However many people are in the field, it's not like there's nobody in the field. There's still people who play golf for a living. So it's like, yeah, I got that win. It's got to feel good. You get the endorphin rush. Maybe it sends you on the right path. Let me tell you this. Yeah, we play men's league hockey. It's like me, YP, who we work with. Rudy's yeah. on the team. Rudy played Division One at Denver, won like a national championship. We probably got like five Division One guys on our team. And now we're pretty like we have our attendance is suspect. So it's not like every, but when everybody shows up and then we play one of the weak teams in our league, I mean, we just fucking trounce them. <laughs> I can't tell you how good of a feeling it is. Yeah. I'm texting like. I'm texting people I know. Like I had like four goals last night. I was, like I'm on cloud nine million. <laughs> if you don't think she's doing the same fucking thing, it's a great feeling. It's an awesome feeling to go trounce people. I'd be I'd watch out for Nelly Corda on the real tour, yeah, the LPGA tour going forward. Because when you get that kind of momentum, you just dust people by eight shots. That's genius. That is like a method that I think everyone, even on the men's tour, they should go find a tournament. Even I wouldn't. We used to talk about like. In the fall, in these fall events like the Sanderson Farms or whatnot, if like Tiger just showed up one year and I was, just destroyed everybody, I was just looking at like what what event should Tiger Woods show up to, and I think he should show up to the Portugal Masters. <laughs> okay, at oh, you're Dom, looking at the European at Dom tour. Pedro Victoria Golf Course Vela Morda, Portugal. Do it. Like if just he just it. shows up, he's like, I heard it's the Masters, baby. Like I just, <laughs> I just fucking show he up. Just treats it that way. Oh, where's his green jacket? <laughs> yeah. Makes look, makes Joey wear a, a white <laughs> yeah. Masters caddy outfit. Like, if he just started randomly playing in any tournament called the Masters, <laughs> yeah. Australian Masters, like Portugal Masters, and he just takes it dead yeah. serious. The Omega European Masters. I, <laughs> I mean, it's everything. The, I heard it's the Masters, baby. Uh, I think it's a good argument for, uh, you know, if you don't want to go across the pond, you go play in the John Deere Classic to any of the top 50 players All out right. there. I want to get a you know a win under their belt, you know a, a bit of a tournament that you could probably win because the field's not so that pathetic. Deep. Not even like nope. this theory that we're even throwing out about cool. Like they won't even entertain. They I'd would rather, rather go to Portugal. I'd rather Tiger France. play in the Turkish Airlines Open. If you don't want to do that, if you don't want to fly, he actually used to play in that. I feel like all the time. Are you kidding? They me? Used to pay him like a million dollars. What? Go play. I think he was always hitting tee shots down like the bridge that like the Turkish Airline Open, Istanbul, and the like, Montgomery Max Royale Europe. Antalya, Turkey. Those appearance fees get so outrageous, you can't say no. He used to play in that shit all the time. Yeah. Yeah. He would and go that's do why like, I'd always oh fly to Dubai. He he'd do like Dubai, and then he would do like Turkey. He'd play in these tournaments. It was Just crazy. Like, I, Tiger I won, Woods' participation in the 2013 Open Turkish Airlines. I won, oh, It's fuck. like I won the tournament two times over by just showing up. The one in money. 2016 cost him like a year of golf. Because remember, he yeah. flew over there, and then he just like, his back just couldn't recover. Which was stupid. We knew. Like, we we're knew. Like, Don't get on that plane. Dude, he played at like Torrey Pines, and he like, yep. was didn't look great, and then he just... Hopped on a plane to Dubai, got off, and couldn't walk ever again. 
Like that's like two plus two Boy, equals I four. I the wrong one to talk about. They huh? had to fuse his bag together. I had a whole list of which European ended up tour events then right. working out. But, but it, I don't it know looked we, real dicey there for a while, and it was a stupid idea. To, how long is that flight? You, Nine thousand hours. Yeah. I did it. I've done it. From I New remember York. you told me early on in the podcast you did it. Right? Fifteen and a half hours. Oh, what it was. I can't oh remember. If it, so one way it's like fifteen and a half. The other way it's like twelve and a half because you go with the wind against the wind. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's it's a serious flight. I will say they're open bar. I flew uh, Emirates, which is like I think always ranked like number one in the in the world for airlines. Yeah, deservedly so. So it's like you they have like this whole entertainment, even for like the the peasant seats, mm-hmm. the common man seats. They um, what do they call that? Economy. Yeah, economy seats. They have like this whole entertainment, like whole entertainment system where you feel like you're almost in like a mini pod, and then it's all open bar and all that. So it's not as bad as you think. But you do you go on a flight like that, you go through like three different days basically. Mm-hmm. Like you. You're up, you watch a movie, you fall asleep for a couple hours, you wake back up, you kind of like, oh shit, I just woke up, watch another movie, go back to sleep, have a drink. It's a whole thing, but you can get through it. You can get yeah. through it. You know who's going to be electric this year in October? Francesca Molinari returning back to Rome for the Italian Open. Oh, come on. Are you just deep in the European tour yep. scheduling right now? Really yeah. Not? Yeah, you're looking at like headline. What are you can on you their s- web- website? This is the, uh, yeah, it's the europeantour.com, Italian Open. There's just a nice big picture of Fr- Francesca Molinari. Uh, all the Italian colors behind him. He's going home. He's going home. Remember when we spoke to him? You think he had any idea what the hell was going on? No. No, he had no idea. Not what, what the hell did we say to him? I don't remember. I think we talked to him about how, how he was going to uh, walk into the British Open as like the, <laughs> yeah. the defending champion. Yeah. He kind of, we got a laugh out of him, actually. We did. He started kind of laughing, like, yeah, I'm going to strut. We That's right, the strut. strut. We had, he has a strut. Yeah. Yeah, we said he's going to strut in there. He said, I'll work on my strut. He was like kind of like pissed because he had just like I don't think finished strongly or whatever it was. Yep, he's kind of in a shit mood where he and then he got thrown to us idiots. He's like, "What the fuck?" I still wish that we had a chance to talk to him after the PGA Championship and ask him if he heard or how many times he heard Frankie Butternize and if he thought it was directed towards him. Because when we walked with him and Tiger, everyone in New York, like all the stoolies that were there, it was it was stoolies central at the at Beth Page. Mm-hmm. Everyone was screaming butternize, Frankie butternize, and like I could have sworn multiple times he looked up and like like nodded like with a smile. Like what the fuck? Like, yeah, he might have known. I don't what, know. what are these knives? That'll be a question you I mean Well now it's like there's no way he would ever remember. Yeah. You'd have to it would be like a hot button issue. Like just now you got off the golf course. What are these butter knives? He'd be like, I do not know. From the gallery, foreplay at barstoolsports.com, subject line from the gallery, otherwise I will not read it. Make it short, otherwise I will not read it. Uh Brent, Brendan asks a great question. He says, how many over par do you think you are in your life? Oof. A lot. I mean, you're astronomical. Yeah. But I think I'm probably way higher than you. Right. Way higher. Yeah, just in terms of rounds. Yeah. Way higher. Yeah, I don't even know where to start. I don't even know where to start. So I'm doing like, let's say. It's true. You're definitely way higher. Way higher than all of you guys. Dumb comment because, yeah. Oh, it takes like two rounds equal. Like, yeah, for higher. sure. Yep. So I just did, let's say I've played, like, let's say this year I'll play 75 rounds. It's just a random guess. It's a lot. Let's say I average like 10 or 12 over par around. You're looking at like 750 over par right there. Mm. Damn. That number, it's huge. It's right. a huge Thousands number. Thousands over par. Oh, yeah. Thousands. I almost got me thinking, like, I wonder how if it would be impossible next year. To keep track of how over par we are for the year, it's it's definitely is, is, it's definitely is possible. possible yeah. You rank you you record every round. You do, but you also like there's the 
scoring systems, you shave a couple shots off because of like if you make like a ten, like your handicap system, you're only allowed oh. to make a certain high number and all that. But I, that's not like that. It wouldn't be that complicated to do. No, I feel like you just like some rounds would get lost in the in the mix here and there maybe. But you're right. In theory, you post all your scores anyway, so should be able to do it. I think that'd be a really fun thing to do next year. See how far, see how over par we are. I think it's a great idea. I think everyone should do it. Like I might be a thousand over par this year. Yeah, really puts it in perspective. More. You know, and then the second like part of this question was: are. Do you think Tiger or another pro is under par for their lifetime? Definitely, hundred percent. I think Tiger's like way under par for his lifetime. I mean, I wonder what he is under par on the PGA Tour in his life. I bet you can find out how many under par is Tiger Woods in PGA Tour career. Live Google, live, Google, live Google on the pod. I yeah, that'd be, I'd love to know that number. Somebody's better with uh, stats than than we are. Could probably figure this out. Oh, this is from 2013. Tiger Woods is nearly 2,000 strokes under par in his PGA oh, Tour man. career. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> oh, that's incredible. Yeah, this says Tiger Woods. Um, this isn't again. This is from May 2013. Tiger Woods begins his 301st PGA Tour event Thursday at the Memorial. Three weeks after collecting his 78th PGA Tour victory, the Players Championship World Number One is tantalizingly close to yet another monumental milestone: 2,000 strokes under par. So yeah, I mean, he's, think about how low he goes in practice rounds. He's shooting like mid low 60s all the time. Yeah, he's got to be tens of thousands under par in his life. Here we are, thousands over par. Way over. Just that's a mind-boggling stat that he's 2,000 under par, and like that's I mean, he's, tournament he's, he's play even lower than that. Now. Yeah, right. That's in tournament play. Like, think about how much better he is. Now, he has had, like, I wonder if he's, you know, like this past year, I don't know that he was under par. Right? Yeah, I bet he was. He had yeah. to be. Right? Like, how many tournaments? Because even when he was, like, way over, he just missed the cut. Right? Even if you're, like, four or five over right, at, like, that the, almost... at a major, you just missed the cut. And then even at, at, like, some of these rinky-dink tournaments where he didn't win, he would post, like, six or seven under easily. <laughs> yeah. Like, and then he'd win the Masters. What is he, 13 under the Masters or something like that? So, I mean, yeah, he's got to be way, way, way under par. I wonder how many. I wonder how many over we're going to be next year. Uh, let's go to Baja Brad. <laughs> <That's>, okay, <laughs> that's how we wrote in. I love this guy. He says, "Huge fan from Baja, Mexico." Right? B A J A. That's how you say that. Yes. Baja. From Baja, Mexico. First of all, I didn't. I mean, the fact that we've got listeners in Mexico. You know, I love foreign listeners for whatever reason. It just makes me feel special, tingly, like we're reaching like people that I never thought we would reach. So you write into me and you say we're big fans from Baja, Mexico. You're probably going to get on the show. My boys and I in San Diego play an executive course all the time, only six hour green fee and a free beer. That sounds fake life, but I love it. Wondering if uh, one of us gets a hole in one will be considered legit. He says there's a minimum distance required. Is there a minimum distance required to be a valid ace? Most of these holes are 100 yards or more, but some are under 100 yards. Keep up the good work. Viva la stool. Uh, P.S. Please shout out my Lomas Lynx boys. Done. There you go. It just happened. $6 green guys. fee and free beer. Uh, free beer. <clears throat> Where the fuck is this golf course, Baja Brad? San Diego? We got to go find this golf course. Is that? Is it? Is it? Lomas Links? Lomas Links? Is that, yeah. Uh, I'm looking that up right now. Because if that's true, at some point, we will go play this golf course. If it's $6, $6 green fee and a free beer. But it does get to the point, and I, so we actually put out our video yesterday from the Sandbox, which is <clears throat> Sand Valley's par three course, 17-hole par three course. There's holes on that course that are like 45 yards, 65 yards. There's a couple that are like 150 yards. 
it does become tricky of like where do you count a hole in one? If you get a hole in one on like a sixty yard par three, like do you really tell people that? I think, and I've said it many times on this show, that like it just always comes with a story. If someone's like, oh, yeah. do you have a hole in one? You'd be like, well, we were playing this part three course, 65 yards. I canned it. I don't know. What do you think? It's pretty much the way that you address Lomas it. Lomas Santa Fe Executive Golf Course, Solana Beach, California. We got to go play there. Yeah. <clears throat> yep. We have to go play there. Does it say anything about $6 and a free beer? Uh, I don't know. Uh, actually, I actually haven't even clicked on that website. Mm. Doesn't it say anything about the free beer? I, I don't think be, he would lie, though. I don't think Baja Brad's lying. No, that's not the name of a person who would... Voted one of the top short courses by Golf Range Magazine. It's got to be the past it. two years. Here's, what I, here's my promise to you. If we're in the San Diego area... What do you mean it's not it? If we're in the San Diego... He said it's a short course, so I don't know how it wouldn't be it. If we're in the San Diego area, we will be going and making our way to this golf course. Yep. There's no doubt about that. Great short course. If it's a short course and it's, and it's got Baja Brad and all of his boys at it, we're going to go play. Agreed. What are you looking at, Frankie? What's going on here? Can we get some communication? Uh, well, so no, Andrew showed me a, a like a, a thing on the website that says like the t- the prices are like twenty eight to thirty dollars. So he may have been off. With yeah, the but this could be like a this right. could be like a, a Thursday deal. night deal right. or something like that. Yeah, that could definitely. It's got to be it if it's the executive course. It. it says Lomas Links. That's absolutely got to be it. Uh, so, anyways, that's my commitment. We will definitely go to this place if we go to San Diego. Shout out to Baja Brad and the boys. Love that. Mexico fans. Great stuff. Uh, Tyler says he's in the Oakley store looking at polo shirts. He said the guy working came over and asked if he played golf ball. Golf ball. Well, that's a guy who just doesn't know the sport. Like I played football or something. I rolled and said, yes, I play golf. He proceeded to tell me he hit a 65 on one of the toughest courses in the area. I put the shirt on the rack and walked out of the store. Yeah, it's an infuriating human being. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, golf balls, that's just nothing. Golf balls not even close. No. He probably saw a touchdown during the baseball game, too. Nice. You roasted that guy. Yeah, <laughs> you, you put him right through the ring. Fuck that guy. Golf ball. You totally buried that guy. Hit man. a 65 on one of the guy no, no, you didn't. <laughs> that guy stinks. Put the, the guy, oh, you buying a shirt for golf ball? The guy put the shirt on the rack and just walked out. Brayton. Brayton says, good news for Frankie, our golf league. The other night we were playing some older guys in their 60s. One of them said he's made three aces in his life, two left-handed and one right-handed. My mind was blown. He's got to be in a group of how many people who can say they've made one from both sides. It's got to be maybe 100 in the world, 50, 10, blah, blah, blah. He thinks it's insane. Frankie, my question is, uh, are you still thinking about putting right-handed? Yes. Well, putting putting with a right-handed putter with a lefty grip, cross grip. Oh, right. So you're going with the speed, but yes. you are going to putt right-handed. I'm going to try it. Wow. I'm going to try it big time. When are you going to try it? I mean, I mean I'm going to work it out. I'm going to like try and go to like a – whenever I'm freaking home or I can get to a putting green, I'm going to like go do it. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to just – I'm not going to go onto a golf course and do it like while I'm trying to like post a score because like you only have so many rounds left. So I'm going to do it while I practice. That's probably a good point. Which I don't have I was going to say like time. if we were going on like a golf trip next week, you're not putting right-handed. No. What are you insane? Really? Yeah, I, I mean, can't. I just can't see, do it. See, I'm interested. I See, that always intrigues me because it's I've like. I've never hit a putt that way. Yeah, but it's like if you're going to do it, just do it. Like, you got to get a. I mean, like, maybe I. I don't know. Like, roll a few putts before and then you just hope. I'd have to, like, carry two putters. Is that legal as long as you have as many? As long as you have 14. 14 clubs? You carry two putters. I, I would know a guy who carries four putters. What? Yeah, he only uses one on the 18th green. What do you mean he carries four? It's like putts? a hockey stick putter, like from Happy Gilmore, and he only uses it on the 18th green. What, 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 what does he do with the other three? Uses it when he feels like it. What? He's not very good. 
That's his strategy. Why doesn't he carry two putters, one of them being the 18th hole one? We call him the wizard. <laughs> I swear to God. You guys allow him to do this? Oh, yeah. Carry he four putters. He doesn't have too many clubs in his bag. He carries four putters. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I don't know. That's astonishing. He legit, first time I ever met him, it was a buddy's golf trip. It's like, you know, t- 10 on 10 or something like that, Ryder Cup style. And I'm playing in a match against him. And we're chatting, chit-chatting, having a good time. And he starts telling me on, like, the third hole. He's like, oh, yeah, check out my bag. I got a bunch of different putters. I was like, oh, that's, that's amazing. <laughs> I was like, what is this one? It's like a hockey stick putter, like, from Happy Gilmore. He goes, oh, yeah, that's the one. I only use that on the 18th green. <laughs> is that a regulation? Are you allowed to use that? <laughs> I, I wasn't in the position. Come on. Well, I'm asking Jen. I, I, I want to know. Yeah. If Rory pulled out, like, his hockey stick 18th hole putter at the <laughs> Masters, do you think he's allowed to do that? <laughs> Like, Rory starts walking up there, like, what is that? He's like, oh, no, this is just my 18th hole putter. My 18th hole putter. I don't know. I wonder if the, the putter from Happy Gilmore is regulation. I think it probably is. Why wouldn't it be? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know what, like, technically is conforming and what isn't. I have no idea. Yeah. Especially on a putter. Yeah. Like, on a driver, I get CCs and this and that. But, like, on a putter, if it's like, just you a can flat roll stick. the rock. Like, yeah. Go for it. <laughs> but yeah, he said we beat him, like, on, like, the 12th hole in that man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he dusted <laughs> no, that. No, dusted. But, yeah, only, the wizard. Great guy. Hilarious guy. Trent, do you remember a couple weeks ago when I said I tried to cook? Yes, I do. How many times I've tried to cook since then? I'm going to say zero. Zero. Yeah. You know why? It's hard. It's incredible. <laughs> I mean, that's what it is. That's so succinct and correct. It's just really hard. It is. It's hard. It's just there's it a lot a going work. on. And then you got to clean up afterwards. DoorDash. That yeah. takes care of everything. DoorDash. You might be a long day at work, tough day at school. You might still be stuck at the office right now as you're listening to this. Treat yourself to the meal you deserve. Have your favorite restaurants come to you with DoorDash. Your parents don't pack your lunches anymore. Very sad. That used to be really cool when they do that. But you still need to eat. Have your favorite restaurants, again, brought to you with DoorDash. DoorDash connects you to your favorite restaurants in your city. Ordering, it's incredibly easy. Open the DoorDash app. Choose what you want to eat, and your food will be delivered to you wherever you are. Not only is your favorite pizza joint already on DoorDash, but there are over 340,000 restaurants in 300, I'm sorry, 3,300 cities. That's a lot of cities. It's a lot of restaurants. 340,000 restaurants. I mean, there are many restaurants. Uh, you might find a new favorite. I've done that many times. You just pop up, boom, you get a new favorite. You scroll through DoorDash. It's great. Our listeners, you guys, you're going to get $5 off your first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app. Enter promo code four. That's F O R E. That's five dollars off your first order when you download the DoorDash app from the App Store. Enter promo code four. You're going to get five dollars off your first order of fifteen dollars or more with code four. Uh, Corey says he got an idea for a future video. Said the four play foursome uh, against in a scramble, playing a scramble against Matthew Fitzpatrick. Who wins? I think we would win, right? Yeah, in a four man scramble. Yeah. Yeah, you got to think we're like 10 under par. So like whenever you play in a scramble, you're always like 10, 11 under par. That's what I would think. You're, and not, like, you're, not, you're definitely not bogeying many holes. And you're, I don't think you're we're making any chance. bogeys, really. Right, you have, you have a birdie chance almost every hole. You should have a good birdie look at every hole and four putts at it. I yeah. think we would dust them. I think we have to do it. I would love we'd to beat do it. them up after. <laughs> yeah. Just push them around. Jump them on the yeah. 18th. I think all four of us could definitely beat them up. I would say if we... I mean, Lurch is huge. If we so if big. we win, we you get to fight, you get to beat him up, Frankie. Yeah, with the tie's arms behind his yeah, back. That's yeah, that's what I was gonna say. <laughs> yep, and then you get to like you get like big pillowy. You yeah. get to just kind of like clock him a few yeah. times, and if we lose, he gets to beat you up. I like it. I don't know if he's gonna agree to it because I'm with you guys. I think we dust him. Think so? I think he would yeah. agree that he would lose. I guess yeah, what I'm would. thinking, I maybe we're giving ourselves too like much sixty three. Like if you're playing a tough golf course, 
scramble like and we don't make many putts i think we could we could shoot like four or five or six under and he could easily do that but i think an average day out there four man scramble like we should be getting close to 10 under at least right with four people taking hacks at it we're gonna you would assume we're all gonna have like a good drive like not all of us but we're gonna have a good drive and then like from there i mean you're a pretty good iron player lurch is a good iron player like you're always gonna be peppering par fives we're gonna hit like every one of them up or near it in two we get four chips at it yeah or four eagle putts like there's no way we don't shoot around eight or ten <laughs> i know there's no way so he'd have to play lights out to even have a chance i think he would know that too. dude like at the borelli's golf outing like with me my dad and like his friends would go like eight nine under right it's like and i think like we got i mean we get chirped for how bad we are we're like relatively speaking we got some decent golfers in our yeah in our, yeah. in our podcast oh yeah uh, Tommy says, congrats on all your success. Success, Love the pod. Thank you very much. When my brother was 10. He was playing with my dad. Hit his first shot on a par three. Uh, went in the water. Second shot went in the hole. He was 10, so the Rangers said give it to him as a hole-in-one. We're now in our mid-20s, and he claims he's the only one in the family with a hole-in-one. My dad, other brother, and I give him shit to this day. Would love to hear what you guys think. Hole-in-one or a simple par. He said, P.S., thanks for taking care of the boss, man. You're welcome, Tommy. Um... I mean, obviously, it doesn't count. No, it's like you got to treat this like Santa Claus. Yeah, once at some he gets point, to a certain age, correct. At some point, the parents, oh, I like that. The parents need to sit down with him and say, "Hey, son, when you were this little idiot ten-year-old, we to keep your mind straight and psyche and positive and all that." So you didn't cry like a little brat, correct? Like a little bitch boy. We told you it was a hole in one. The ranger was in on it, but now that you're a real person, that was a hole in three. Right, I like made that. A par. Good job. I see that they give <laughs> Way to go. They give him shit about it, which is funny. But I wish that they had kept it as like the family secret. So every time, even in his twenties, when he brags about it, they're just sitting at the dinner table. Everybody's just like everybody looks down and they don't say anything. Yeah, and then, and then it tears the family apart at some point. Yeah, or like he, he, or he realizes like, what are you guys smirking at? Yeah, and a fight breaks out, and they're like, Wouldn't "It you wasn't like real. You don't have one." That's what I'm picturing. You know, my brother and sister <laughs> used to always tell me I was a mistake. Wow. Mm-hmm. Holy shit! <laughs> <laughs> they were very mean to me. So yeah, my, no, my, I, are you mom the and dad fucked and didn't try to have you. Are you uh, the youngest by far? Yeah, I'm the youngest too. My 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 brothers and sisters would do that to me all the time. <laughs> oh man, they were so mean. You they were a mistake. Would, uh, they, so my sister's five <laughs> years older, and my brother's four years older. And then there's a four year gap, obviously, and then me. Yeah. So whenever like oh, man, my, my brother and sister would babysit me. You know, like finally got to the age where they would babysit me, <laughs> and they learned from my cousins who were very mean to them. To be mean to me. Yep. So they would do awful things to me. And one of the main things was they convinced me that, A, either I was a mistake or that I was the only child that was adopted. My, <laughs> my, dude, my, my, my brothers and sisters would do the exact same thing. You know how I was, I was a huge baby and I was on the front of the local newspaper. Yep. My brothers and sisters would convince me like, no, no, they did that to convince you that you weren't adopted. <laughs> my brothers and sisters did the same thing to me that they did to you. They would convince me that I was adopted. And you're like, but I have this picture. Like, no, no, no. That they're was like, a, that was a yeah. Setup. Have you ever seen Truman Show? They're just messing with you. Like, they're just it's they're trying to make it seem like you, man. like there's where there's no doubt. Like that could be any baby in that picture. My sisters never said that shit to me, man. Really? I always had the story that like my parents had to have me because my grandfather, Frank Borelli Senior, needed a third Frank. Like needed the family name to go along. So right. he like con- he, like they had two. Uh, daughters and like he's like you need to have another one and if that's a daughter you have another one like you just keep going until you have a son that can name Frank Brelly the third how does that make you feel do you feel like you're the chosen one yeah yeah 
for sure. We were the I love. I love. Sh- we, were the we were the. We were. Like, the, we were literally like, the chosen because they chose us when we got adopted. Correct. That's exactly. Oh, yeah. Right. I, I, like I'm, our actual parents like didn't want us. I carry on the name Frank Joseph yeah. Borelli the third. Yeah, but now you're you're not. With Borelli's? With the restaurant itself. Well, you should have just ended up on. Uh, you should have ended up on like the floor, or, like your mom's back or something. That's what your that's what your your siblings used to say. So <laughs> yeah, my my siblings would <laughs> I mean, say that, that I was adopted, mm-hmm. and they would say that I was going to grow up and live in a pillowcase. <laughs> <laughs> in a pillowcase? I don't know why that was. They were always scared of pillowcases. No, they would just. I think they said that was going to be my home. I wasn't going to have an apartment. <laughs> wow. Or I wasn't going to be able oh, to shit. afford a what mortgage. A dark, how big is your? <laughs> how big was your your pillowcase? I mean, not definitely not that big. Live in a regular size. They pillowcase? said you're going to grow up to live in a pillowcase. Man, this would be hard to get it out of Trinte. It's tough growing up. When's the last time you one? thought about that? This did this just like string like a memory. From when back he when you said were... that his brothers and sisters used to be really mean to him, mm-hmm. the pillowcase thing instantly came <laughs> into my mind. I knew I knew I was going to share the adoption uh, being on the front of the paper thing. I yep. didn't know if I was going to go pillowcase, but here we are. So then to get you know to get my payback, I would. Like if I heard like my brother and I would always play uh, NHL against each other, and uh, and if I could if I heard my mom walking by the stairs upstairs, I would just start screaming, "Mom!" Ah! My brother wouldn't even do anything. Yeah, mom would come down, Kyle, you little shit, and he'd get in trouble. He'd yeah, get, he'd get put in timeout for like an hour. Man, and he the, wouldn't even have touched me. The reason the reason your brothers and sisters older <laughs> are mean to you when you're the youngest is because your parents like you. They, you're oh, the yeah. favorite. Oh yeah. So they, they're re- they're uh, resentful and bitter about you getting your way all the time. They thought I was the most spoiled little shithead in the world. Exactly. Oh yeah. It, so they so they tell you time. you're adopted. You're gonna live in uh, a pillowcase when you grow up. One time too, they uh, I was obviously super afraid of like storms in the dark because I was fucking young. Mm-hmm. They tied me to a chair. Oh my god. In the basement. <laughs> in the basement. Well, because they were babysit for us. Yeah. In the basement, tied me to a chair. Yep. Uh, with like it was like extreme lightning outside i could see it through like the basement windows that are at the ceiling you know what i'm saying yep and i was so rattled that i rocked the chair over fell hit the back of my head on the concrete and split my head open and they convinced me to lie about how it happened and i did yeah i lied and said we were playing like floor hockey in the basement and i like was backing up and fell into the wall Reality, I was tied to a fucking chair. Holy shit. So reality, you oh, were in was... episode of 24, <laughs> and you were in the basement. They were so mean to me. we come a long way. Yeah, no, that's just how it is. When you're the youngest, you, you're, just, your siblings are mean to you. Exactly. The worst really. thing that happened to me when I was growing up is my my sisters tried to uh, do like a Backstreet Boys dance, and they were and I was like really young, and they wanted to. There's a move where like the Backstreet Boys would pull one of the guys in between their legs and flip them. So like, yeah, I remember that. Remember that move? Yeah. So they tried to do that, and they just dropped me on my head. <laughs> Damn. Like, I, I got flown through the air. I, I, I did a spin, and then I landed on my head. Yeah. <laughs> my mom and dad like, what did you think was going to happen? <laughs> like, did you think this the four-year-old was going to land this fucking incredibly <laughs> difficult answer? <laughs> that, like, that the Backstreet Boys probably <laughs> practiced a lot? My sister Jenna just, like, pulled me between her legs and just went, whoop, and just flung me up, and I just landed on my head. Do you know what move I'm talking about? I do. Yeah. They, like, they, like, they, you step, oh, I'm sorry, you step over, and then they go up, and you, like, you yes. flip. Yes. Yeah. I remember that. My sisters used to dress me up as a girl. <laughs> <laughs> how, how, how dressed up are we talking? Makeup? Well, makeup? Uh... <laughs> 
You wore, you wore lipstick and like eyeshadow. <laughs> were you not going to bring that up? I didn't know how deep we were going. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know, all right? But I figured if we're all sharing, this is kind of it's kind of a nice moment for the show. I figured I'd really, I'd really, I'd really take it. So, <laughs> what happened? What? Wearing any skirts? Oh yeah, I'd be wearing a dress. Yeah. What? Trent comes. Trent, how old are you? Trent comes walking out of the room. He's just in a dress, just like, all right. Am I beautiful? <laughs> Tell me I'm beautiful. Oh man, that's funny shit. Ooh-wee. I was not ready for that. Ooh, all right. Uh, I don't remember how old I was. I don't know, but it was. I just remember. I remember that was a thing. All right, we got through that, man. <laughs> It's, it's tough growing up, you know. <laughs> Being the youngest. Being the youngest. <laughs> I don't know why I like picture like this age Trent, like a, like like a little version of you. But you still have like the goatee, and you're like you're walking out with the glasses on, and you have like a blonde wig on and lipstick, and you have like a little dress on. You're walking around. Oh, I, no, I, was, I can't imagine young Trent. I just have current just, Trent. Yeah. As a I girl. would say I was probably I don't know like seven, seven, eight. I don't know how old uh, I was. That mess you sure. up when you go to school. Like man, I, I like. Man, no. like 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 Friday night, like I mean, Friday, maybe. like Friday at school, the bells ringing. You're like, man, I'm gonna be a girl in about six hours. <laughs> no, and I don't think I don't know how regular. So this is I'm not gonna be wearing these cl- things. You know, I'm not gonna be wearing these clothes in about three hours. I'm gonna be wearing a dress. Maybe in my head, I was like, I don't want to go. Maybe home. In my head, I was like, I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> I want to slip into something comfortable tonight. <laughs> I want to look beautiful. <laughs> Someone's like, Trent, you're ugly. He's like, mm, you should see me on the weekends, buddy. Wait four hours, wait, buddy. <laughs> wait four hours. Wait until I slip into my nice little dress. Holy shit, man. I did not think we were. I was going to bring Woo! that up today. You never know, man. You just don't know. These early morning shows get weird. Yeah, they do. 8.17 on a Monday. Woo! Talking about cross-dressing uh, Baby Trent. Trent. Wow, that's funny Baby shit. Baby Trent cross-dressed. Wow. I think we're going to end it on that. <sighs> okay. That's a really good way to end it. Uh, we got to go. We're going to go play in this uh, in this new Amsterdam outing. Yeah, I'm yes. just missing this golf outing. It's pretty fucking horrible. Yeah, Frankie, you really got screwed. You just can't. Um, just, we're just going to go play golf all day and, so, and like, get paid. So you guys it. have a victory there, and I'm going to end this show on a little victory for me because I got tagged in it. I got DM like you wouldn't believe. Um, it's a huge <laughs> victory for me. The tap water causes cancer. We're not going to talk about it. I don't know if you guys saw this stuff. I got tagged in that all weekend. Uh, contaminants in tap water could have caused over 100,000 cancer cases. Um, a, a, to- a toxic cocktail of chemicals have been found in U.S. drinking water. Um, so that's just a huge victory for your boy for not drinking stuff that just gives you cancer. You're drinking liquid toxic, toxic well, chemicals. I saw that. I saw that. I, uh, you know, we were getting tagged to Bolivian. I mean, my we're... DMs were flooded, flooded with the same image of this tap water going into a fucking cup. I think it says Fox cancer. News, Fox News Fox put it out. News, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I got the same thing all weekend. I mean, just feels good. There yeah, was I'll, say, I'll let you have that one. I will say this. I meant to do some research and find. I was going to spin zone this and find somewhere where like bottled water got contaminated with like feces or something like that. I totally forgot to do it. So, so my victory. promise to you is next show I will have done my research and I will spin zone this. But right now it's a win for you. Thank it's you. A big win. Have fun golfing.
We're going to have fun golfing. Mm-hmm. I can't wait. Me neither. Uh, so <laughs> is, this, like is, this gonna, is, this a, is this a scramble, or are you guys playing your own ball? You don't. I know. don't know. I don't know. We're showing up. It's. I will say it's going to be really nice to um, to play in someone else's golf outing because yeah. we put on eight of these now this year, putting on our own tournaments and walking around, driving around those damn things, and not being able to play. To just now, I just show up and it's just like supposed to be fun for me. Yep. It's very exciting. Yeah. Oh man, I can't believe I'm not going to this. It would have been so easy. I could have been on Long Island. It's right by my house, Glen Oaks. Could have stayed on Long Island last night. You know, maybe had a little dinner at Borelli's. Instead, oh. you're just not. We're doing a pretty big pizza review, though. That's We've exciting. got um, Bobby Flay. Mm. Wow. So it's like when you have a guy that's like so well-renowned in the food industry, you have to like... Wow. We couldn't resort to like the, the backups for the, for the pizza review It's got to be the A-team. Yeah. You got to be there for And Bobby we're going Flay. to a place in which like they're opening up for us because like we want to bring Bobby Flay to a good pizza place, and there's a place that we know of that is now serving pizza at their restaurant and like they only open at four o'clock which usually shows that like it's a really good pizza place if they're right. only open at four yep. and the guy's gonna get there a little early and make the pie for us which is also a struggle because like you have to make sure that you're not giving them an unfair review uh you're not like sugarcoating the review because they did this stuff you have to still be very fair right and i think bobby flay i mean dave is always fair with that stuff but i think bobby flay will be like all right you know i, I understand you did a nice thing for us but i'm gonna grade your pizza now totally which yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna like because that's what dave does every time right now it is tough. Like the guy does something for you, but you you know that's what that's what separates the amateurs from the pros. Exactly. You know, I think you're right. No, you're missing it for a good reason today. You're missing. I, know. A super I would have loved to play golf, golf. Day, drinking New Amsterdam vodka for a good reason. I want to say something to Bobby Flay about like entourage. What what they used to say to him? Like the chef I don't or the cook. Remember he was like fucking. He was he was fucking Ari Gold's like wife. Yeah, he was. They used to say something about Bobby Flay. He used to like say something. It was like a word. What the hell did he used to say? I don't know. I wish I knew. Damn. Whatever. Save it for the next show. All right. God, what a show. Wow. That was funny shit, man. <laughs> uh, we'll be back on Thursday. Hit it hard. Hit it hard. Hit it hard. I'd like to finish by saying thank you to Trent Addy for that all-time moment. Thank you to Spring Golf, our sponsors. $10 in credit, $10 towards Cowley Golf Gear. You go to springgolf.com slash barstool. New Amsterdam Vodka, Pink Whitney. Go find yourself some. If they don't have it at your local liquor store, tell them to get it in. Curated, okay? They're going to curate you. They're going to get you set up. They're going to help you out. Expert on your clubs, curated.com slash foreplay. You enter coupon code foreplay at checkout. You are going to get $50 off orders, 250 or more. And DoorDash. No need to cook. That's just a waste of time. You're going to hurt yourself. You could burn your house down. You don't want to do that. You can get $5 off your first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app. Enter code 4. Thank you to our sponsors. Thank you to our listeners. We'll be back on Thursday.